You're listening to episode 134 of the Redefine the Hustle podcast. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to episode 134, Redefining Productivity with Shay Leonia. I'm your host, Suze, a growth mindset and productivity coach and founder of The Rockstar Advocate. Before we get into things, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss new content that we post here on our YouTube channel. This is our final episode of season five of this podcast, but dry your eyes. We will still be posting new content right here on our YouTube channel, some how-tos, some behind the scenes of how to run a sustainable business in the music industry. You're not gonna wanna miss it. I'm so excited because as we wrap up this season, our first YouTube season, I am stoked that we have a very special guest with us today, Miss Shay Leonia. And we're digging into a topic that's very close to my heart, the importance of mental health and therapy. And we dig into what it's like finding a therapist and finding the right one. So pull up a seat and get comfy because we're about to share it all. One last reminder before we kick things off, today is the last day to grab your VIP ticket to Planchella for only $15. Be sure to snag one before the price doubles tomorrow, December 1st. Now, the link is in the show notes below, or you can head on over to the shop and grab it there. It's at the bottom of the page. It's the rockstaradvocate.com forward slash the dash shop. Planchella is my annual three-day virtual event running December 27th to the 29th to help you get clarity on your goals for 2023 and getting you clear on when you're going to find the time to work on them and learn how to stay flexible as you reach them while life throws unexpected curveballs your way because that's what life does best. Planchella is 100% free, but our VIP ticket grants you access to my December monthly coaching call inside of Rockstar Slackers, my group coaching program. You'll be able to sit in and participate on the coaching call December 22nd, as well as submit your questions beforehand and be sent exclusive access to the replay so you can go back and watch it as many times as you need or catch it for the first time in case you can't make it live. An hour of coaching for $15? You can't beat it, so grab yours before the price doubles. We also open up the private Planchella Slack community tomorrow on December 1st so that you can mingle and network and get pumped for the event with other attendees. Everyone who registers for Planchella gets access to the Slack community, so don't wait. The link to both the free and VIP tickets are in the show notes below this video. Now let's begin. With soulful vocals over gritty electro-pop beats, Shay calls her sound industrial R&B. This Jersey-born and bred recording artist hails from a family of musicians. With an upbringing that provided a rather bizarre yet full-scope mixture of sonic influences. Shay released Crumbs in May of 2021, which garnered a video premiere in Notion magazine, as well as her first published article on Roland.com. Her career highlights include performing with Janelle Monet on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, pretty amazing, as well as singing in the VH1 commercial for season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. After graduating from the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, she collaborated with DJ Marley Marl, Tretch of Naughty by Nature, The Far Side, and more. 
and eventually became a songwriting instructor for elementary schools and universities across New York. She's graced the stages at B.B. King's in Times Square, The Blue Note, and headlined at SOB's using her performance as an opportunity to take a public stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. In the summer of last year, she completed the Music Industry Essentials program from NYU, of which I was an instructor, which helped her take her company 44th Minute Media LLC to a brand new level. As she will explain, her company was built in honor of her mother's memory. It's a really beautiful story that I'll let her tell in her own words. And speaking of her own words, I give you Shay. Shay, we're finally together. <laughs> I am so excited that we're doing this. How Thank are you? you? I'm doing great. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be getting to talk to you. You're just, I was telling my client earlier today, I was like, she's just been in my hemisphere for the last couple of years. And we've yeah. been orbiting around each other and I'm just happy Seriously. to get to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. So thank you for having me. Well, first, I'm going to ask you what I ask all my guests. How do you define hustle and where do you see musicians or creatives kind of getting it wrong? I define hustle as still going, like just still doing it, still going in any capacity. I think even if you wake up and you haven't created for years and you just decide, you know what, but I'm still an artist and I'm still a creator um, and I'm still worthy of doing this and considering myself an artist. I think that that's the perfect hustle. As far as where people get it wrong, oh man, there are so many, so many different areas. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I think that the biggest one is thinking that these uh, messages that we're pummeled with in the industry all pertain to us all at once. And I just think that the hustle should never be about oh, well, I need to be listening to all of these gurus who say that I need to have 100,000 followers right this second. And if I don't, then I'm completely invalid as an artist. Like that's no, no. Yeah, it's really frustrating to see where people are getting it wrong. But uh, we're going to dig into a little bit later on how you're helping people get it right. And so I can't yeah. wait to that. <laughs> One of the things I love, you know, you, you, you've got a great blog. I love reading it. You posted a blog in May that we're going to circle back to in a little bit, but what I really stood out to me in that post was you called yourself a vessel. And you also mentioned that, you know, you said you're not one to be more productive on a schedule. Yeah. And I really resonated with that because even though I help people manage their time and time block, people think of it as so rigid. Mm -hmm. And to me, I mean, like, I'm always like, productivity is personal. Yeah. So, you know, I love that you are able to define productivity for yourself. And so can you elaborate on what you mean by calling yourself a vessel? Um, how, how do you see yourself when creating and, and being a musician? Yeah, it's something that has frustrated me for years, because I, I always found it easier to be inspired in the moment and to just grab that light bulb when it shines and uh, and lean in. But the thing is that the light bulb tend to, tends uh, to happen when I'm in a disastrous relationship. <laughs> so it's like, oh gosh, it's like you hear those, those snide remarks about like, oh, I like them so much better when they were on drugs, like th those kinds of things. It's like, I don't want to spend my life being in toxic relationships, but gosh, they really make great songs, you know? Um, so, so I, I really, I, I was going through a songwriting program, uh, during the pandemic and I was really trying to see if I could 
if it could work for me, the giving myself the daily habit or, or even the space each day to try to create something. And I've, I tried the writing a song for 30 days. Um, I started as small as like writing a poem uh, every day for 30 days. And it just, you know, I, I found that while that method works for so many people, and I'm so happy that it does, uh, it doesn't work for me or at least it hasn't yet. Who's to say that it might not in the future, but at least in the space that I'm in right now, I get to give myself permission for that to not work. And for me to just continue hacking away and then hoping that um, something doesn't have to happen with some putts for me to write my next great song. Right. And and I think the key right there is you said, I'm giving myself permission. Mm-hmm. That's what so many miss is just, you don't need to wait for somebody to say, you no longer have to do this. If this exercise isn't working for you, you no longer have to do this. No, you get to decide. Okay, yeah, it did work for a lot of people. And maybe some guru or expert is telling me this is the way. Right. For them. And, you know, you're you're leading your own path. And and I think when we're able to do things that align with us and and just give ourselves the space in the way that we need it, that's when that's when the great stuff comes out. So, right. I think you need to like really be um, honest with yourself though, when you are trying these new things, because you can't just say, oh, I tried it for a few days and it didn't work. Right. I think that the permission has to come from the beginning. If you want to grant yourself permission and say, you know what, 30 days from now, if I still haven't been able to make this stick, then I'm going to put it on the shelf and try it, try it again later if I want to. Uh, and and also give myself permission if I don't want to try it again and I want to try something completely different. But to I think that's where a lot of people just mess up is is they just they love thinking that nothing else is going to work for them. So therefore they're like, oh, I tried that already. I tried that already. Well, how long did you try it? I tried it for two days. Okay, that's 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 not trying something. So <laughs> yeah, you bring up a great point. It's you know you've got to give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think also to your point of giving yourself permission is saying, you know, maybe a, a a caveat to that is, you know, you can give yourself permission, but then ask yourself, why am I, you know, whether it doesn't have to be giving up on this, but why am I giving myself permission to choose something else? Mm-hmm. Is it because you just know you, you believe you've put in enough effort and it's not for you? Is it because it's out of fear that this feels uncomfortable to you and you're afraid you're not going to be successful at doing it? Or is it because like, you're just not interested either way anymore. And so you're moving on. And I think as long as you're clear um, and it sounds like, you know, you were, it's like, okay, I committed to this. I gave it my best shot. I was open to it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me. And I love that you also said, maybe it'll be for me one day. You know, we all go through phases and changes. Some people were never morning people and then they are. Some people are never the type that like to, you know, work, co-work with other people and then they do. And Mm -hmm. we all go through our own seasons and just to respect that about ourselves. So then speaking about being a vessel and and getting those moments of, okay, I've got something to say, or I'm going to create this. You've got a new creation to, to share the world. So can you tell us about your latest it came out a few weeks ago. It's called Weighted, uh, and it's my very first EP. And what's unique about this is that it's songs that are very old to me, mm. and they're new to other people. And that was a big pill to swallow because, uh, as artists, we tend to want to provide disclaimers 
And so I really forced myself to not give this older music a disclaimer because there are songs on there that should have, in in my opinion, I hate saying shoulds, but in my opinion, they should have been out a very long time ago. Um, But I was just, I was holding on to them for dear life, thinking that I needed to put them out in the quote unquote right way. So because I didn't have the, the means and the resources for the right way that I envisioned, I just kept them on the shelf until they, they just no longer really represent who I am as an artist anymore. Right. And I was like, you know what, but I still love them and I still want to put them out. And I, I almost felt like I was holding on to them was, was creating a weight on me. Right. And so that's why I was like, well, I might as well just call this EP weighted. Um, because I waited to put it out and it became a weight on my shoulders and, yes. and it's butt. So, so I decided to put it out and it's been getting a lot of great feedback. And I was really um, in some psychotic way. I really wanted to have an opportunity to test my, my client's uh, habit of putting out music without a long time frame. Yes. Um, so it gave me a chance to really try to see, well, what am I sacrificing by giving myself only two weeks to put this out? What did that feel like? It felt, it was so scary, um, but it felt like I was being pulled to do it because there were other things that I wanted to put out this year. I hadn't put out anything this year. And I knew that like, I was still sitting on this music and I was still loving it. And to be perfectly honest, there this one song in particular called associated um there were a few people that were really being aggressive in my dms about wanting me to put it out (laughs) and it's like what a great problem to have right all right Um, because the producer for it uh labor department he had posted like little snippets of it throughout the years and people would always be like whoa what is that song i need it and that song is like 10 to 15 years old and I still hadn't put it out. And I was so mad at myself. And I was like, you know, I just got to let this go because I, if I keep holding on to this stuff, it's just going to keep, continue to be more precious than it needs to be. You know, I can't imagine, uh, I mean, the chutzpah I have to compare this situation to Stevie Wonder, but like, I can't imagine Stevie Wonder thinking of a song, like thinking of Ribbon in the Sky and being like, oh no, I need to put this out in the right way. It can't exist in the world. And and then waiting forever, like that's ridiculous. So I just finally put it out because after Ribbon in the Sky, he made so much other incredible music. And I, it's like, um, it's like a mindset, almost like a subconscious mindset thing of thinking that you're never going to create something this good and in alignment again. And I didn't want to think that way any longer. You know, I know for a fact what you're saying is resonating so much with our listeners because I hear this from clients all the time. Like, I've got stuff, but now I got to create new stuff because, well, like I lost my window to release this stuff. And it's like, unless you were creating it for a specific event that like happened 10 years ago and the context would be different. You know, if if you're referencing two-way pagers and they don't exist anymore and really it's, it's understanding our view as creators are not the same as our audience. And mm-hmm. so they don't know this. They don't know that you've been sitting on it or right. waiting on it. And they also, it doesn't feel stale to them because they've never heard it. And right. I feel you're absolutely right. So many musicians hold themselves back because they, 
they feel like they're going to be judged for it. I really, really applaud you for not putting a disclaimer on these songs and giving them the life that they deserve because it's art and most art is pretty timeless. And, you know, everybody deserves to be able to benefit from your art. And we do a disservice when we keep things to ourselves and when we keep it in, you know, it's one thing if you're just not proud of it, you're not feeling it, great, move on to the next thing. But if you're proud of what you created, there shouldn't be any pressure to come up with something brand new when all of this is brand new to your audience. So I really yeah. applaud you for taking that leap. Thank you, Sue. Thank yeah. You. You've also, since you mentioned your clients before, you've also become a vessel for other people who have something to say. And so tell us more about 44th Minute Media, how the name came about, what inspired you to help other artists when not for nothing, plenty of other artists would be like, um, I need to help myself. Like you got to figure <laughs> out, I've worked too hard to figure this out. You got to figure this out on your own. So what made you want to help other artists and, and help them get their messages out? Well, so it, it didn't start off having this like grandiose mission that it has now. Um, I was, I was doing social media management for a very, awesome and longstanding studio woman owned in New York called Funkadelic Studios. Mm -hmm. And I had pretty much created their whole social media team. And, um, and so this was something that prior to then I didn't know I could do. And so the owner of the studio, Dawn Orlando, she was just like, you know, Shay, you really need to be doing this as a job or something and helping other people. And so I, um, I kept that in the back of my mind. Yeah, exactly. And one day at the time, someone called me and they said, hey, I need help doing this. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I can do social media with you. And they said, no, I need everything. I need to learn how to book. I need a bio. I need to know uh, how to get fans, all of these things. And I was like, well, this was, get this, this was my sales pitch at the time. Well, I don't know how to do it professionally, but I can do for you what I've been doing for myself if you want to pay me money for it. I mean, come on. I didn't say no to that. Exactly. <laughs> what a sales pitch. So uh, so we started working together and it opened up the door for me to work with other people who were reaching out and saying, listen, I invested in such and such PR company and they had me pay $7,500 for templates on doing my own stuff. And I don't even think they ever listened to my music. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So- I started working with people and, and really uh, digging my feet into what it was that I was doing, but I still didn't know what I was doing. I just, I knew that I was like helping them with their website, with their newsletter, with their fan reach and all different types of things. And then finally last year, I was like, you know, I don't like that when people stop working with me that they still don't know how to do these things for themselves. Mm -hmm. And right now it felt, it felt, especially with I don't know if you felt this way too, but it feels like in the last few years, scam artists have come like for the jugular of musicians now more than ever. And they're, they're being so slick about it. Um, and so I was like, you know, I need to be helping other musicians to avoid these things. And, and now I've just, the company has turned into me helping musicians to successfully release their music on their own terms without blowing their budget on bullshit. So the bullshit being like spending $5,000 for a music video off the bat, or even worrying about DSPs right out the gate if they're, they've just started doing music yesterday. Not all of these tips need to apply to every single musician. And um, 
to answer your last question, the 44th Minute Media, the way that came about was I wanted to name the company something and I knew I wanted it to pay homage to my mom who never got a chance to fulfill these dreams of her own. So I called my sister and she said, well, why don't you name it 44th Minute something? Because when my mom was sick in the nursing home, my sister and I started seeing 44s every time we would look at the clock. Every single time we would look at the clock, it would be the 44th minute of the hour. And so we started taking that as like a, a good sign yeah. and just like a peaceful sign. So now 44th Minute Media is my chance to help artists uh, to fulfill their dreams and to make sure that they don't quit. Because if they quit, there's so many people that will never get a chance to hear music that might have otherwise have helped them or even connected with them in some way, shape or form. So it's like I get to help my mom in some type of posthumous way fulfill her dream each time I get to help these musicians. Oh, I have chills. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I absolutely love that story. And I, you know, I, I also think it goes back to what you said about hustle you know, when you said it's just about, you know, it's it's not a race. It's just about like sticking with something, even if you have to slow down, if you have to take breaks. And I, you know, it goes back to, you know, I've seen these definitions online about entrepreneurship. The only thing that, you know, separates a successful entrepreneur to a not successful entrepreneur is the fact that they didn't give up. Right. And, you know, and it's not about, oh, this is what this person said to do. So I have to go do this. And if I failed at that, it means I failed at my chance. My career is over. It's, you know, it's done for. And I love that you're there helping them make those decisions, helping them sort through all of this stuff. As you said, like the scammers are coming out of the woodwork lately. Um, it's really, I've noticed that myself too. And it's really kind of insane. Um, and as people say, you know, they've always said the the music industry is the wild, wild west. And I feel like it's constantly that it's just there's reiterations of like how it's the wild wild west and now it's just you know 10 years ago it was very hard to promote yourself as a coach like musicians didn't even know what coaching was and now that they've you know come on to that and understood it well now people are like oh i can make a quick buck just like telling me i can sell them anything because now they'll buy coaching and so now i'll just throw these yeah. courses up there or you know things like that and i think also, why your sales pitch worked as much as you want to, you know, self-deprecate there. I think it worked because it was honest. It really you know? was. I've never been one to not be honest because right. I never want to set the bar of expectations too high. You know, I, I will absolutely let you know what I do and don't know. And, right. you know, and my clients this past year have experienced that for me as well, where, well, they'll, they'll ask me a question about something and I'll be like, you know, I have no idea or I need to freshen up my explanation or definition of that. So let me go do some research and I'll have it ready for you at our next session. Right. You know, it's that honesty that also is the reason I resonate so much with your blog posts. I mean, like from one New Yorker to another, like, I just love the tell it like it is no yeah. BS. Let's just be real about this. And, right. and your post back in May, um, it really just uh, struck a chord and resonated with me. And, and I want to give our audience a little bit of context with this. Sure. Um, so you wrote a post back in May and you just have such a great voice. Like, you know, it's like when you read it, you can hear you saying it. And so, <laughs> no, I absolutely, I definitely, I enjoy it. And, and it, you know, the fact was when I read it and, and we're going to dig into what it's all about, but 
at that same time, I was applying. So you wrote about your experience with Backline, which is a nonprofit to help music industry professionals get access to mental health resources. And not only do I applaud you for sharing your story and for getting in the conversation to help destigmatize it, but it was just so eerie to me because at that same moment, I was trying to land an internship with Backline. Wow. Um, many of our listeners know I'm back in school. I've I've got, this coming May is my last month, so I'm almost done. Um, but I wanted to go back for my license in social work and, and I want to do more therapy work in this industry. And so um, I reached out to Backline. I've been a fan of theirs since they came out in 2019. And I said, listen, can I be your social work intern? Like, can I help with the clinical department? And I started in September and it's been, it's been a really amazing, um, you know, experience so far. And, and I love, you know, I try all I can to get the word out about them. And I think it's important, not just for the Justin Bieber's and Shawn Mendes of the world, but for the independent artists who are afraid to get help or don't know how to get help or aren't sure how this is going to look to their bandmates if, you know, they've, they've got a therapy session coming up this week. And so, you know, somebody like yourself, who is an independent artist, who is also helping independent artists um, manage and sustain their careers. I think it was just really bold and honest to get real about it and say, yeah, like, Hey, this is my mental health journey. Like, I, and I think the title was like, Hey, I'm back in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. And, you know, it's like ripping the bandaid off and saying, guys, like, look, like shake and say it, it is, you know, I've been in therapy 20 years. It's like, great. Everybody should be in therapy for something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be in crisis mode. And I was just wondering if you could share with us what made you decide to share that in that post and, um, and, and what, you know, if you don't mind sharing, what was your experience using backline? Whew. Backline is like, I've never loved an organization more. I think that so I, I was in a really, really low point. Um, I was punishing myself on a daily basis for not creating um, my previous therapist who I, I, I will say this, like my previous therapist, who is an amazing therapist, she was perfect for the time in my life that I needed her. But there were obviously going to be some things that she didn't understand about the music industry. Um, she, it was very much like I would show up to a session and she would be like, oh, well, you know, you need to be creating because you're a creator and otherwise it'll make you depressed. And I'm like, well, no shit. And then she would say, well, you should turn this situation into a song. And uh, once again, no shit, but I just couldn't. Like it just, my brain was not working in a, in a way that I could calm myself into being able to write and be productive. And I was probably also punishing myself for not being able to be on the clock product uh, productive with my creation. So I was without therapy for a, a long while. Uh, I want to say maybe a year and a half or so. And I was just, I was losing it and I was really spiraling. Um, I was going into a really dark place. And then I happened to open this newsletter from one of the, the music people that I follow and it mentioned backline. And I was like, what is this? And I go to their website and immediately I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's going to be so much red tape. I'm going to have to like provide all of this stuff. And, you know, it, to, in order to prove that I do this professionally, it was literally like check here honor system. Yes or no. Do you make 50% or more of your income off of music? And I do. I also um, 
selected the option to hear from someone to be matched with a therapist. And, and so they kind of act as headhunters of sorts for musicians to be matched with therapists that will be um, financially within their means, that will be uh, located in the location that they need them to be. Um, and yeah, and what they're looking for and what's bringing them to therapy. So I'm, I'm thinking I'll get like some little dry email back from someone. No, I got the very next day a call from one of the reps there and they let me spill my guts for like 45 minutes as to why I felt that I needed therapy, what I was looking for. And they were so attentive and so compassionate. And they were like, you know what? It might take up to seven days, but I have someone in mind for you. And um, let me let me get back to you. Is that okay? Like just a lot of opting in and just really holding space for me. Mm-hmm. I, and I had been burned by so many different therapists I had tried on along the way. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. awful. And so I'm I'm expecting, okay, you know, seven days from now, I'll hear from them. The next night, it's like 8 p.m. I'm on my couch and I get a call from the therapist that they had in mind for me. And I have never wanted to propose to someone in a platonic way until I met her. And I'm just like, you can never leave my side. And she's just, now I get what people meant when they were like, oh, I absolutely love my therapist Mm -hmm. because that's how I feel about her. And what I really truly appreciate the most about her is that um, she makes a lot of associations between the physical and the mental. So if I'm telling her a story very straight face that has a lot of trauma involved, She'll say, okay, Shay, slow down for a second. Do you feel any tension in your body? And I say, oh, actually my shoulders feel kind of tense. And she goes, okay, good. Cause the reason why I'm asking you is cause your shoulders are up to your ears while you're telling this story. And, and she'll explain and educate me on why that is and how the body keeps the score. And, um, and she also will prepare me for aftercare. She'll say, okay, today was a, was a difficult session. It was a lot. What do you have planned right now? How are you going to switch from this in a half hour from now? I want you to expect these types of things might happen within this week. You know, you might be extra sensitive. You might feel like you're on the verge of crying for seemingly no reason. And I just appreciate her so much for that. Um, It's been like a mind blowing experience. And then in regard to the music education, never once has she told me put this in a song. She has been able to open up my mind to what stress does to our prefrontal cortex and the reason why I have not been able to create. And so I no longer feel crazy or like a lazy musician or unproductive. Like I still get to be like, no, I'm an artist. I'm just stressed out. (laughs) Yeah. So that has been everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us because it's it is really difficult big, you know, and being on the case management side when I, you know, during my hours with them throughout the week, I do take on some calls and clients will call in and, and, and as you said, you know, we, it can be, we'll stay on the phone if they continue to need to talk. And if they just like want it quick and done, we can be done in 10 minutes. And, you know, we really let the client um, dictate the call. And I think what's really important is, um, you know, we hear from a lot of them, well, I've been in therapy, but you know, and literally almost to a T what you've said is like, they give me advice that just like, 
you know, simply because I'm an artist, like, oh, just write it in a song or, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you're just, you know, you're overwhelmed because you're not making money from your music or, you know, this or that. And it's like, when you don't understand the industry, it's very difficult to, um, to really walk somebody through what's really going on with them. And as you said, what's going on around them, like after they leave that session, what what is going to be happening and yeah, so yeah. to have a clinician who understands um or has some familiarity with what you go through on a daily basis i think is really important because you know some people will say well therapy is not for me and a lot of the times is they just haven't met the right therapist and so i'm really happy to hear that backline was able to find you somebody who could match what you needed and everybody is different um yeah, yeah. and so it's been really amazing to be on that side of things and and hear from clients and hear what they need, but then also know the people that we have in our database that are able and willing and excited to help actually have those, you know, check those boxes. Um, yeah. And so that's really been great. Yeah, I think that so many people, especially if you haven't been introduced to therapy, or maybe if you've had like a less than savory uh, experience with therapy, you you tend to, to downplay it and you tend to think, well, how is talking about it going to help me? But the thing is that from my work with her and I've just been with her for this year alone um I've learned things that have helped me tremendously and like for instance uh my wedding gigs when I would leave a wedding gig I would be so strung out and like because you're so stimulated like you're surrounded by people dancing all night and loud music and just go, go, go. And, and I'm also the MC. So it's like, I'm having to manage my time for the rest of the band and keep the bride happy. And so I would leave the gigs and sometimes it's like a two hour drive home in, you know, the middle of nowhere. And I would start getting agitated from whatever I was listening to on the radio. And so I learned from her just from listening, learning from her, how to listen to my body. I was like, maybe I need to have like a very calm chill playlist or very soft spoken podcast going and so it's little things like that 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 I don't want people to underestimate about therapy getting to bounce what's going on and process things that are going on with you and have somebody able to tell you well of course that makes sense because you went through this or it's just so important for for everyone to try therapy and if you don't find a fit which will happen um to to give it another shot absolutely i think it's really important and you know for your for your specific situation you know the the clinician was able to reach out to you and it's like oh my okay, we're connecting um but you know for most people you'll you'll get two to three referrals that you then get the option to reach out to so it doesn't have to feel like you know you get a choice the control it, everything is within your control and you know you get choices because as you said not every therapist is going to to hit it off with you. I think it's it's important that artists have somebody like yourself to also, you know, there's therapy and then there's like therapy for your career. There's like, you mm -hmm. know, there's there's the guiding and the the advice giving and and guiding light for your career. And so in that sense, I also think it's important to be able to talk with somebody and meet with them and say, "Here's where I need help. Can you help me?" And the fact that you're somebody who says, yeah, I'm going to let you know if I can or can't, or if I can't, I'm going to tell you if I'm able to go research and find out new things and so that I can help you. And so I think it's really important to also have that in a coach like yourself and be able to, to 
say to somebody, this is what I need help with. Can you help me? Um, is, is really being what it means to be in the driver's seat of your career. And so for everybody listening right now, I mean, they've all been able to see how, you know, how tell it like it is you are, how experienced you are in terms of the roller coaster you've gone through as an artist yourself. Um, who, you know, who are you looking to work with right now? Who would be exciting, you know, in terms of the types of artists out there? What, what do you really love to get involved with and help artists with? Yeah, I, I love working with artists that are, that may feel like they're newer, um, on the scene. Maybe they've released an album or a single before and feel like it was a failure. Um, I love working with them and, and getting to show them like, no, that was just the beginning. Like, you get to start from somewhere. Um, but I, I really love walking artists through everything that it takes to set themselves up for success for a release. Um, so that that's definitely where I shine is helping helping people with their music release. I'm really excited because I'm actually, uh, I just signed a new client. Um, They're in the UK and they, they create metal music but it's environmentally focused. So I was like, well, why don't we call it environmental? And so, <laughs> so I'm really excited because they're the sweetest, but like they had, they're the perfect example because they went through the nineties with a great, you know, guerrilla career. And now we're, we're walking it back and we're, I'm showing them what worked about the nineties and, um, and how they can bring it into present days. I love getting to see and be a part of these artists continuing. And like I said before, like making sure that nobody's getting frustrated to the point where they just hang up their hat and they're like, I'm done because they're, they create the best music. And there are so many fans that absolutely adore it. I love that. And I love that you walk your talk with your release weighted. And, you know, I encourage all of our listeners to go listen to weighted and honestly, ask yourselves, guys, as an artist, like, does this feel stale? Does this feel super old? And like, you know, that I've just been given a recycled, like, old pair of shoes. It's like, no, you're going to listen to it and love it. And if Shay had not told you, oh, I wrote these songs 10 years ago, you would have never known it. So, yeah. you know, I really encourage everybody to check out Waited, not only because you're going to enjoy the music, but also as an artist, I think it's going to allow you to give your own permission to yourself. When it comes to your own career, when you when you look at what you've done so far, what has been a redefining moment for you? Do you feel like there's been a moment where it really was a turning point for you looking back? Yeah, I think putting out crumbs last year, that was huge for me because that was my, I had taken like a 10 year hiatus from creating music. And then thank you to my ex-boyfriend who pissed me off enough to write that song. And I wrote the song, but it was in the middle of pandemic. I was, um, I didn't yet know how to record myself. So like, <laughs> so when I, on the recording, uh, the, the, <laughs> the audio tracks actually looked like sausages. Like I just did not know how to level myself or anything but I just kept on keeping on and there were dogs barking in the background and I sent it to the producer and he was like, Shay, this is really good. And I was like, nah, you're being nice. Like I really, this is the first thing I've written in 10 years. It can't be good. And he was like, no, this is really good. And then he mixed it and I, I met people who were like, you need to put this out. 
So I put it out and then I made a music video for $6 in my living room and it ended up on Notion Magazine and then Roland.com reaching, like the Roland, they, they reached out and wanted me to talk about how I taught myself how to record <laughs> using their DAW for the first time. So like I have a blog now on Roland, like this article about me creating crumbs. And even just this past week when I was staying with my friend and her husband in California, like they were singing this song to me. And they were like, no, you don't understand. It's on our gym mix. Like we get pumped to this song. And I'm like, what? So it's just, it goes to show, like, just, just put the shit out, just put it out because somebody loves it. You know, they yeah. already, I love it. It's such an inspiring story because, you know, it, it might feel simple, although for you, I'm sure it wasn't in the moment you're mixed yeah. with all of these feelings and it feels so stressful, but it really just comes down to do it. And really in order to do that. Um, your mindset has really got to be where it needs to be and and taking care of our mental health and making sure that we're giving ourselves that grace and not beating ourselves up for things that we can't control. Um, I really just applaud you for getting back into the swing of things with therapy and 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 trusting that you would find somebody who could, you know, really be the the piece that you needed to to just take action, you know, yeah. and and do that um, because that's that's really just incredible. And thank you for being a part of this conversation with, with mental health and helping destigmatize it. Because I think so many people in this industry, for whatever reason, whether it's fear or lack of finances or lack of resources, they just, they don't seek the help that they need. And so thank you for being willing to talk about that with us on today's episode. The thank last you. episode of season five, thank you for closing yes. out our season. Shay, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before we before we go? I do. All of this great conversation about Backline. I did a whole episode with the clinical director at Backline uh, that's going to be on my podcast. So if you want to hear more about Backline, I, I think I did a quite a good job of probing the shit out of him and just <laughs> asking him so many different questions. So uh, be sure to tune in to the Millennial Musician podcast as well uh, to check out that episode. Shay, once again, just Thank you. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for this, Suze. I really appreciate it. I thank you for tuning in and joining Shay and I in this conversation. Mental health is not something to feel shame around. It's your greatest asset. When we feel good up here and we feel strong up here, there's nothing we can't do. You don't need to be in a crisis to seek help. But no matter where you are on your journey, if you'd like to learn more about the resources that are available to you, you have nothing to lose by reaching out to Backline. It's totally low pressure and we're here to help. Comment below or email me at any time, suzsuz at therockstaradvocate.com if you have any questions about the process. But I also encourage you to stop by backline.care and make an appointment today to speak with a case manager. You're not locked into anything and it's just a way to get more information. It takes all of 10 minutes and it's at a time that works best for you. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you've gained anything from today's episode, I ask that you share it with somebody who could benefit from this conversation. Again, I want to thank Shay for joining me as we wrap up season five. I'll also be making an appearance on Shay's podcast, The Millennial Musician. So be sure to follow her and subscribe to her podcast. I left links to everything that you need to know about Shay below in the show notes, including her latest episode with Backline's clinical advisor. So go give it a listen now. 
Have a wonderful rest of your week and year. Have a wonderful start to your holiday season, and I hope to see you at Planchella. I'll be back this month with more content right here on this YouTube channel, so make sure those notifications are turned on. Be well, and don't forget, your hustle is yours alone. You get to define what it looks like. Take care.